The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Terramina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Terramina, blogger of the Dragons Insider, blogger of Inside the OAA, one of the hosts tweet to me on radio television. I'd like to welcome our friends hearing us on the local voice on SoundCloud and also those on Orient Neighborhood Television watching us on TV and also those on YouTube. So we got Ian that here is a mouthful for a Monday morning. It is. <laughs> I got Ian here this week. Um, A lot to talk about in the OAA this week. Yeah, wow. A, a lot. lot. Talk about it's like baseball season, so a lot of curveballs being thrown out oh, there. Oh, yeah, right? you have a lot of curveballs. Um, we got a lot of we got spring sports, got regionals for track this week. Yeah. Uh, softball, I want to get more into touch of that big upset win for Lake Orient over Clarkston. Um, and then, um, and then we got, um, some breaking news. Of course, two coaching, two coaches, um, stepping down. Um, one did a complete 360 and the other one stepped down. And then of course the, um, the new rules coming in for the MHSAA. So, so that is a full docket for a show. If I've ever heard one, Sam, uh, it is. what are we doing first? Uh, let's do the breaking news first. Uh, of course, um, as heard, let's go to girls basketball first. Um, Jeff Haney has stepped down coaching at Rochester. Um, he was there for one season, finished at um, 13-7 and seven this year. Of course, um, getting knocked out in the first round by, um, I believe it was Utica. Um, I want to get your thoughts. Haney out after one season. It's always surprising when you lose somebody after one season. But he's been there at Rochester a long time. Well, yeah, but um, I thought you said one season. Yeah, he was there. <laughs> well, he was there. He, this was his second step prior to working with the team. Okay. But, so. yeah, you know, like we said, there's no rhyme or reason sometimes why guys step down or the ladies step down why from the coaching focus gigs. focus on family. There's family focus, job focus. They're moving. So, I mean, it happens. We see it a lot in the high school game, and it just happened uh, to this individual. So, yeah. Well, now Rochester will be looking for their fourth coach in four years. It's going to be really, really tough over there. Um, and that was, and they shared the blue this year with Birmingham Seahawks. So. Yeah, so a decent uh, team, decent outcome for the season. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously it had to be been uh, important, or you go out on top. I don't know. But it is what it is, so. But then the other one here is the one that really gets me upset. Yeah, um, I think this one deserves a double. <laughs> Nate Ebola does a complete 360 in Rochester Adams. A week prior to accepting a job at Adams, he is now officially did a complete 360, change of heart. Um, he is no longer coaching at Adams. Um, yeah. To me, this is a complete 360 where it was just, I, I could not believe it. Surprising. Well, you, well you, and I feel bad for Jason Rapp and those kids over there, yeah. the athletic director Adams, and the students over there and the players who are currently there. I mean, I have never seen an offseason so Crazy. turbulent that this program has gone through. Since the loss to Lake Orion in the district semifinal, Adams has lost their head coach, and Brad Crichton, who stepped down last month. And now the rumblings of Gunnar Walters and the Emerging Boys possibly leaving Adams. And now you're looking for, and now, and you thought you had a head coach in place in Nick Ebola, but now he decided to change a heart. And now the Adams job is left vacant again. So yeah. this has been a, 
just a horrendous offseason. I'm just, it's difficult to pick the mind of someone who says, yeah, I'm in. And then you go, no, I'm out. Um, I don't, I mean, what could have changed within what a week and a half? Has it been two weeks? It's not, it's been a week prior. He accepted a job. We did a podcast on it last yeah, week. Yeah. So it, within a week, you, you change your mind and you, who knows? I mean, it could have been a family situation that uh, wasn't foreseen. But when I read but, the article on wow. CNG Sports, yeah, what was, what um, was spoken? He said that after he left Warnwood's Tower, he wanted to focus on travel and family. He lives in Rochester. He works at Rochester High School. And Young kids? He's got, yeah, he's got two kids. I mean, like, but um, I'm saying is. I mean, I can understand. If you got young kids and, you know, and uh, the family situation, I mean, a lot of people don't understand the time invested these coaches put in to these programs. There's no off season anymore, right, Sam? No. There's no off season. Right now, they're getting ready for uh, summer conditioning, summer ball, and then you're right back at it, right? There's no off season. So to have, if you got a young family or you got kids running around, you said, hey, we want to do some things. This is probably where you go, well, there's a gap. I can always come back someplace else. He jumped into a, a decent situation, great school, right? But, but then you go, ah, maybe lifestyle or maybe more home time is what I need. If you're Adam's athletic director, Jason Rapp, yeah, you, and you're yeah. those the rest of that remaining team, you know, you got to feel, okay, we got a new head coach there, and then all of a sudden you do a complete <laughs> yeah. 360. I mean, like. Well, you're back in hiring mode all over again. You're back in hiring mode all over again. I mean, this is, you got to feel bad for those players and Jason Rapp. You got to feel bad for them. Yeah, it's. Because yeah. you thought you had a coach in play. And then all of a sudden now you're back to square one. Yeah. Square one or if all these. If these players things, leave. You have to leave that you're be below square one. You're kind of scraping the bottom. And you're also need <coughs> to replace the JV coach over there too. I mean, like, you know, that whole sit, that whole program's a mess over there. <laughs> I mean, you got to replace a ton. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not going to be an easy thing over there at Adams. Um, no. <laughs> and when I look at this team now. To me, this looks like a middle-of-the-pack to near-bottom team in the white next year. Well, there's a whole lot of question marks floating around now. Yeah. Right? Now there is. Yeah. You're and just kind of sitting around going, how are they going to put it all back together again? And But we've seen things like this happen. And, boy, you know, the kids are resilient. They're strong. They just want to play. Right? That's true. And you never know. You but know, it, it might not collapse. It might. Who knows? I mean, there's a Who lot knows? of unknowns. It like might, you said, question marks about There's a ton of question marks surrounding that gig over at Adams. There's a lot of questions. Um, let's go now from our breaking news. Um, let's go to what the MHA laid down yeah. on Wednesday. Um, See, I didn't hear any of this until, what was it? Uh, was it this morning, early? Sports radio, you know, local sports radio is reporting on this sort of thing, going, wow, mm -hmm. what do you think? And. I was really surprised. I didn't even know there were uh, discussions on any of these things. So hit the them MHA up. The MHA Leadership Council, the Representative Council, did send an um, email that did approve a couple things. Um, they are going to completely overhaul the football system. Yeah. Um, and, of course, they're going to do – they made some changes in basketball and soccer, um, going to more seeding, a seeding purpose for the top two seeds. They're going to be ranked um, based on a computer ratings index, very similar to what they do to boys lacrosse. Oh. 
And then they adapted the transfer rule, which means that if you move because a coach is there, you know, and you want to move and play for that same coach, you got to sit out of here. Yeah. Wow. Even if residential approaches. So, so let's crack. Let's break this down into three segments. Well, have we seen that happen? Yes, we have. Yes, we have. And in the OAA. Yeah. So do you think there was, after certain things took place a year ago, people are going, hmm, maybe we should address this? Or Yes, they should have addressed <laughs> this at least two years ago. Yeah. But I'm glad they're doing it now. Um. But let's go to the two main rules, which is let's go to football first. Yeah. This is really interesting. Well, it change it really does change the mindset of the coaches scheduling. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? I mean, it really does. And if you're a small school, you're hating this. Yeah, yeah. Because you could be toast. Because and if you're a program, I would say like let's say a Stony Creek, um you really got to accelerate your development. And Troy Athens, you got to really accelerate your development now. But, you know, I'm going to tell you what. I think this hurts a program like Royal Oak and Troy, both mm. of them. Because remember two years ago that both teams got in the playoffs, you know what I mean? Virtually six and three records. They got yes. in the automatic six. Yeah. Um, And I didn't think those two teams deserved to get in the yeah. playoffs that year. Well, this goes back to your mantra, uh, Sam, you've been – Saying this, this is not a new development in your mindset. Is that you? You got to schedule at Tougher. least competitive teams Tougher. to go against. And you look at the OA Red. You look at the schedules that Clarkston plays. You look at Lake Orion. Yeah. Oxford, West Bloomfield, Adams, Oak Park, Groves. They play a brutal, brutal schedule that. You know, there's chance, there's times that two teams, like if they go four and five, miss out, you know? So when I look at this, if you're a big school, you win in this. Oh, absolutely. Because now it helps you with scheduling. It helps you, it gets rid of that six win component, which I think hurts a smaller school. If I have to do like winners and losers in all this, in the football ranks. Whoever's a big school is a winner. Well, not only big school, but big conference. Think of the OAA Red, mm-hmm. stacked with talent, right? And, and that was the very complaint. good teams. Yes, and that was the complaint uh, that has been going around. Going, you know, in years past, the Red wasn't as stacked mm-hmm. as it was, right? Right. And now it's just loaded with teams, and then you got the Oxford coming out of nowhere, just mm-hmm. being a a bruiser. Now everybody, top to bottom, it's brutal. I mean, everybody's beating up on themselves, and a good example is that, like, Lake Orion a couple of years ago, right? You, you, you had a decent, you had an okay team, mm-hmm. you're playing against tough competition, you miss out because you got a back-end schedule that is just loaded with OAA bruisers. And you look at the schedule, I mean, now this will go into effect in 2020, so it won't go into effect this year, but let's look at the losers in all this. <laughs> I think Troy is a big loser in this. I think Royal Oak's a big loser in this. Yeah. Because those are teams that last yeah, a couple of years ago, as we mentioned, got in at six and three. And then it got whooped in the first round. They were blown out. Um <laughs> I also think that if you're a small school, you're a loser in this because now 
you have to play. You're going to play a powerhouse yes. team, you know, and get killed. Yeah. So, and when you look at the, how the playoff formula is going to look, you know, you're right. The Reds going to beat each other up so much that they're going to get all those points. You know what I mean? Win or lose. So that, that just to be clear, that's how it is, right? That you get so is. many points based on the quality Win, of opponent. Quality of opponent, you know what I mean? And their opponents win. So anybody and, who plays Clarkston, hypothetically, let's say they're still mm-hmm. top of the heap, you're going to get bonus points for playing Clarkston. Correct. That's where a lot. There's where a lot of mixed results come in. If you're a small school, you're hating us. If you're a big school, you're loving us. So when I'm looking at it. So I'm looking at it here. It rewards teams that gets in the playoffs by playing virtually a strength, tough strength schedule. Yes. So I want to get your personal thoughts about the system. My thing is I'm trying to – I was really surprised because, I mean, the current system has been around for – Since 1999. A long time, right? And you're used to it. Teams go in saying, hey, we get six wins, we're in. We get a chance to play in the playoffs. <laughs> that is gone. Yeah. That is long gone. And the question is, how how are they really going to go through the metrics and label these teams saying, okay, this is a superior team, this is a quality opponent? I mean, how is that going to go? How many, you know, that, I have a question on that, because that could be subjective too, right? How do they determine that before the season, or do they not? They wait to the end of the season, they go, okay, now we lay it all out, and the teams just have no idea. You, you don't have an idea of where you sit. Through, as the season goes along, wouldn't you say that? Or are they are they going to do first three weeks is you play each other, and then you get the first, you know, just like college, you get the first, uh, you know, uh, uh, rankings come out, and then you know kind of where you're at because if you don't, that's you're, a question. You're shooting blind. That's a question. Now, don't you think? How would you feel if you're an eight one team or seven and, and you don't get in and you don't get in? You know what I mean? Like now you're going to have to look at, but you got. I can't imagine being eight one not getting in. Be, the strength of schedule is going to be the deciding factor. But, but also, yes. And then, but looking at it like, okay, you have some of these uh, uh, conferences that, in and amongst themselves, you might have a dominant team or two teams that are dominant. But if you took them out of, you, t- you take them out of their localized conference into others, and they just, they wouldn't even register, no. right? They're they're just not competitive enough. How does that impact them? Right, I mean, are they going to be compared to just the people they play in their league? And then, you know, you know, when it starts getting to the nitty gritty of all oh, who actually gets in, who doesn't, are they going to really leave an eight and one team on the sideline? They very well could. They could leave an eight and one, seven and two team. I mean, Nick I, McKay it, wrote a very interesting article about it. They have to be very clear. I mean, if you unless you're a conference champion, I mean, it seems like a conference champion would be an automatic qualifier. Yeah, it looks like it. Don't, you know, you don't don't you think? Oh yeah. I mean, that's what we've been talking about before. How can teams get in the playoffs if they don't win? You know, on the college level, that's the argument, too. Right. If you don't and win your conference, how can you get in the playoffs? You're looking at also possibly the possibility of five and four and four and five teams getting in the playoffs. That is getting in on the bigger schools, yes. Because they're, because they're strength of schedule. Yes, and, and we're, I'm looking at the red right now because that could happen. Because I'm seeing it right now. You get half the red into the playoffs. Almost three-quarters of the red. <laughs> you know, when you're looking at. West Bluefield, uh-huh. you're looking at them, Clarkston, Oxford, Lake Orion, Adams, yes. Southfield, maybe. Yes. You know, 
half your field could get in the playoffs. That I I don't like that. Why? You still have to I mean, I don't care for that at all. I mean I I don't mind the system as is unless there was rampant scheduling of cupcakes. Right? I mean, you'd have to have there has to be a reason for the rules change. There had to have been Oh, there's an inequality someplace. There has to be people complaining about it. Whether but I know or- scheduling's been a huge complaint issue. I know has that's it? been yeah, that's been a huge issue. Look at look at Clarkston right now this year. They got only got eight games right now. You know, and at the old qualifications for them to get in the playoffs, they have to win five. Yeah. Um, and then you look at I'm looking at teams that don't have that type of schedule. You know. They, some teams could have an easy pass, you know what I mean, to win at least six yeah. games. Yeah. But, and then you look at teams that are playing a vicious schedule every year. Look at Oak Park. They play yeah. a tough schedule every year. Yes. You look at Lake Orion, they got a tough schedule. You look at Oxford, they got a tough schedule. I mean, these teams that play a very difficult schedule should be rewarded for basically playing, playing up, playing tough. Well, that's why I think you have to have conference champions in. I mean, you have to. You it has to be a metric. It has to be part of it. Because can you imagine? I mean, you go eight and two, or let's say you seven know, and two, seven and two, and you're a conference champion. Not nah, sorry, you're out. I mean, come on. You know who this also hurts? The Detroit Public School League. Ooh, this hurts them because a lot of those teams are not good. You look at. Well, the, well, the that, two teams in there are Detroit Cast Tech and Troy Martin the King. That goes right to my argument, right? Mm-hmm. What you're saying, you're absolutely right, PSL. So if you're looking at them, and if you have like one solid team or two, let's say we got two, mm-hmm. they have to play who's ever in front of them if they're in their league. Do they have the finances and the resources to go out and have to play a Clarkston or a West Bloomfield or whatever, right? They usually stay closer to home. Maybe they'll play one distant game. The more I'm talking about it, the more I don't care for it. <laughs> this rule, you know. But it is. But it, it's huge. A lot. Of, it, there's been a lot of reaction. Mixed co- coaches have so got mixed reactions. Yeah. yeah what, what have you seen? You're more on top of this than I. I'm just hearing it for the first time this morning. It's kind of agitating. Well, I'm saying if you're a big school, you win yeah. in this. You're doing a backflip. And you're in a in, in a big conference. You're you're happy about this, you yeah. know. But if you're a small school. In a small conference, or you're top of the heap in a top of the heap in a weaker conference. In a weaker conference, should be you, sweating. You're gonna be sweating. You're gonna be sweating. Wow. Um, let's go now from football to basketball. Yeah. Do you think having seeds now in basketball for districts? So re- it, remind everybody again what what's going on. Okay, the MHA when the MHA releases the districts next month. Yeah. Um, for basketball, are going to have. Top, are going to do seeding for the top two teams based on a computer ratings index. So they're going to do a similar. They're going to seed. They're going to seed, seed all the, the teams they're as gonna, opposed to just based pick. on your overall record instead of picking the hat. That's okay. effective next year. Okay. That's for basketball and soccer. Oh. So it, it, that doesn't bother me too much. I want to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, I think. Uh, I feel a little bit better about basketball because you play so many games and you have more opportunities to play teams that are of quality. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? 
Oh yeah. I mean, football is such a limited time frame. Basketball, you have a lot of a lot of opportunities. You can go to weekend tournaments. You can, you know, you well, can. It's the same thing with soccer. Things. You know, well, what I mean? soccer, you soccer, you're all over the map. You, right. They're used to going all over the place, uh, playing a variety of teams coming to your. You know, it's it's a it's the nature of the beast. You play so many games that you're going to have that exposure to a variety of teams. But when you look at, I think this has been a long time coming for the fact that the MHA has de- has depended on playing of a hat, pulling <laughs> yeah. out of a hat. It's always, it's always a joke. Like, you walk in, I go, so uh, how did the hat pull go? And, and then now <laughs> what they're going to do is so they're going to do the draws. They're going to do the draw two weeks before the start of district play. Oh. So we won't know. So they're going to have it all determined by then? All determined two weeks before district play. So does that mean the season will be completed two weeks before? That is true. Right? I mean, right. some of these go right up to the end. Right. I, I, I guess well, I guess seeding in the past was, well, everybody gets in, so we're going to pull you from a hat. It's the same thing. Everybody still gets in. Right. Everybody still gets in, yes. Okay, and then, then but, it doesn't matter, But when you look at your district, you know what I mean? You're going to base... The teams are going to be based on a computer percentage index. Yeah. So, like, let's say if— So you're going like, to front-load your schedule with the tougher teams like, just to boost your schedule, I'm right? going to use a team, for example. I'm going to use um, <laughs> I'm going to use Clarkson, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, Clarkson plays a top-notch conference as, as yes. it is. Yeah. You know? Especially last year as an example. Is one they're, of the going to, they're going to get a lot of ratings because their strength of schedule and— the teams they play. And the yes. Red is a very, very tough conference. Yes. Um, so if you're a team in the Red Division, you're going to get rewarded because I think that the Red's going to be very tough this year again. But your non-conference has to be taken into account. Yes. So, But you also have to look at, like you said, if it's going to be set up two, two weeks prior to district play, mm-hmm. right, the draws will be made. Right. Then you better get those quality games in early, early, and then yeah. you kind of what float to the end, unless you have conference championships you're running. That sort of thing. You run it because I know there's a lot of teams that do conference tournaments, like the um, yeah, yeah, MAC. I know they do a conference tournament. Um, yeah, that's kind of a new thing. Lakes Valley that yeah. they do a conference tournament. The Catholic League has their tournament. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, like. Um, you, unless it goes up to that that point, then you say, "Hey, we're going to do our conference tournament the last week," which mo- majority of them do. Mm-hmm. Okay, which um, I think it's really interesting for both boys basketball. And yeah, so, basketball yeah. boys, girls basketball and soccer. Yeah, you know, I think that's going to be really interesting. So yeah, wow, what, what a week! So I want a lot of stuff come down. <laughs> a lot of stuff come down. You that's know? crazy. And then of course the um other other storyline. Of course, we talked about um didn't talk much about. Is the um, MHA released new guidelines surrounding football? Um, they instead of going ninety minutes now, oh a yeah, week, for they're contact, gonna go thirty right? minutes. It's for contact, so, correct? For contact. So, what's your thoughts about this? Well, the traditionalists, I know what they think. They're gonna be very upset. Yes, because and I don't blame them. If they're upset. Uh, thirty is it? It's for welfare of the student concussion per, concussion policy. So. See, I not having not played football on the high school level, I I have no. I played it. You know, I almost say, yes. Watch out for the safety. They're teaching them the heads up technique, right? It seems to be working okay. I don't know what the level of concussions if it's dropped since they started teaching the new tackling techniques and that sort of thing. 
Um, and there has to be an underlying uh, reason or a discussion of why they decided to go to 30 minutes. Um, I'd like to see that. And is it like a nationwide thing? Are we late to the game? Are I know we trying there's to two states this? that do it. Michigan's the second state that's doing it. Okay, so this, New is rel- this is this new. This is new. Right, so there, it's these coaches are going to have to adapt, and the players too. The one thing is, if you're not hitting, and you go out in the game and get hit, it's just like any other conditioning. You get used to it, right? You know what I it feels the, like. I you know how to game, handle it. I think the game's gone more finesse. You think so? Physicality because spread offenses. I think you know when you look at it now. Um, and I think these I new know. rules have a lot to do with it. You know, I think these new rules have a lot to do with it. That it kind of hurts a team that's a physical, prowling football team. You know, I think th- these new rules hurt them because you're gonna, you're not gonna have time to. And I know they're gonna have this stud rule where it's unlimited contact and for a certain time, but during the season. But to me, I get. The safety issue is it more of a preseason thing to keep it down, or it's more like of a preseason you... thing? Yes. All right, because I'm like, if you're in the heart of the season, they're going. Sorry, <laughs> time's up. No more hitting. I, I think that's a bit odd. Yeah, that's that's really a bit odd. too much. I mean, too much uh, interference. But I'm just saying is, <laughs> yeah, injuries happen. We get it. Yeah, but these new rules, it's basically. Well, here's a question for you, Sammy. With the numbers of participants in football already on the decline, do you think this might bring it up? No. Bring the numbers up? No. Because there's still going to be some parents that are worried to let their child play. Because, because you know, the fear of the concussions, the fear of the long-term effects, I, mm-hmm. I, I think it's going, I think it's still, it could be, in between to go down, but you think you think it's on the same trend. I you think it's on the same. You don't think this will we'll see a blip in uh and change direction. Mm-hmm. I think it's in the same. Yep, I think it's on the downward. Because sometimes trend. you know they decide to change rules to affect participation or safety or you know quality in the playoff. You know, there's always a reason, and I'd love to see the underlying reason. I love to see the evidence that the MHA has. Mark Yulium. Executive director of the MHA has. I like to see that um, before I go into. Were there any rumors this was coming around? There was rumors, yes. Okay. There was rumors. Um, we didn't talk about it too much. Okay. But there was rumors. Hmm. Well, it's here. It's here. And the new rules in play are coming into effect. The um, football rules are not into play until 2020. The okay. um, playoff format, the new, the new format. Is, is here. That's not going to go to 2020. The um, okay. basketball, soccer is going to be happening this next school year. Okay. So, so, so we got they, one more year. Yeah, so the MHSAA set it up. So here are the rules. This is what's going to happen, and it's going to give everybody a chance to digest this and go, uh, okay. And you know there's going to be feedback. Oh, I know there's going to be there's a lot of There's going to be a lot of feedback, and they're going to have to suffer through the first season of these rules in 2020, right? Yep. And then they'll probably tweak and walk and do all that kind of stuff they'll probably do that i know one thing all the listeners out there um you know sammy does a uh oaa football preview show yes you gotta tune in for that because this is going to be a question 
I know you're going to throw this at those guys, saying, hey, it's not coming this, but what do you think? I mean, that has to be asked. I'd love, be asked. love to hear the responses from the Bud Rawleys all the way down to some, you know, some of the newer coaches. Like Sean Shields at yeah. Berkeley. Um, yes. Like um, Eric Roy at Ferndale. I think that would be Because can't you see the, the extreme? I mean, we already heard some of the comments from the, uh, the old grizzled veterans, uh, the coaches, about the state of the game and – I would like you to know, hear some of those opinions. I, I can't wait to hear. I would them. love to hear some of those opinions. I know we're months off, but that's going to be must must listen. And, yeah, it will be. And we should have a special on this one. I mean, we'll do the special OA, but for the podcast, we should incorporate some of that stuff. So, wow. Wow. What a week. What a week. What a week. I didn't see that coming on a Monday. <laughs> no. What a week. Wow. All right. Let's take a break here. We got a lot of track and field and, bait and softball stuff to get to here on OA now. This is Lake Orion's own, the local voice. Call ON TV and get on air 248-393-1060. Let your voice be heard. Internet radio for all. Call ON TV and get on air. Welcome back to ON Now here. I'm Sammy Timmy here with Ian Lockett. Hey, hey. Um, let's talk a lot about, um, I want to talk softball yes. a little bit. Okay, so... I was trying to get results, finding stuff on that game that we we're just about to announce, and you, you got me on the edge of my seat. What happened? Lake Orion beat Clarkson. Lake Clarkson's number one team in the state. Lake Orion was coming in, um, was coming in also undefeated. Both teams split the day. Oh, um, Clarkson, of course, won the second game, ten to one. What um, was the score of the first game? It was seven to five, Lake Orion. Wow. I know um, Matt Mowry was there. Um, Louis Planet State champs. Not yeah, a big that, fan of Lori Plant, by the way. But, you're a big fan? No, not. Not? Oh. Um, but um that's for the record. But um <laughs> anyway. Um, but hey, that game it tells you how big that game was. It did. You, you got uh area media coverage beyond this show. But when you look at that game, you know, I think it tells me and I learned a lot of both sides. Okay. I, Clarkston is not the superior dominant team we've been juggernaut. looking at. They're not this juggernaut. They're still a very young team. They, they're a junior-heavy team, whereas Lake Orion, on the other hand, is a senior-heavy team. So when you look at, when you look at, of course, these two teams, um, yeah, Clarkson's got a lot of talent. They've been to, um, they went to, um, they lost in the state quarter quarterfinals yeah. to Heartland last year. Um, they, I mean, they got some. They got two D one players. I mean, two, I mean, a couple D one players. You look at Hannah yeah. Katie going to Northwestern. You look at um, Sierra Christian, who's a, um another D one commit. I mean, like yeah. they've got a ton of talent on that team. Lake Orion, on the other hand, of course, we know about Tessa Deuce. Yes. Um, we know about um Sarah Conley. Of course, she's going to um Oklahoma State Panhandle. I believe that's the name of the college. Okay. Um, she was. Very instrumental in that game against Clarkston. Um, Peyton Shadaya. I'm not sure why nobody she yeah, hasn't got a lot of softball offers, but she was very instrumental in that game against Clarkson. Of course, having that triple and hitting a two run shot. Whoa. Against um Dragons have always had the power, man. They've always had the power. It's just the question's been pitching. Yeah. With this group. It's always been, and I think it's still gonna be the same question heading into Oxford, heading into the district over at Oxford. Yeah. Now that district's very tough when you look at um 
Of course, these two teams, you got Waterford Kettering in there. Oxford's had a down year this year. I mean, like, but they're always dangerous. Yeah. It just um, takes one or two wins, man. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not but, ready to go. It'll get you. But when you look at a possible district final clash, if the two, two teams were to play again, who would you give the edge to? <laughs> Lake Orion or Clarkson? Dude, if it's seven to five, it was that tight with ace pitchers, right? With the two number ones going mm-hmm. to game one. Yes. That that's a push to me. I too close to call. I don't know. I I probably go with. Jeez, I don't know. I don't know. Clarkston. I would go. You know, I'm gonna be honest. With you. I mean, was there the the question is watching? I didn't see any of the game. I'm just going based on score. So I'd have to see how was it close? Was it uh, miraculous? It was, was, it, was it miraculous diving snow it was cone tight catches? Throughout. Was the, it uh, the game was tight throughout? I know Clarkson had a lot of a, strikeouts, or I know no. Clarkson had a four-one lead early. Okay, um, and then um, Lake Orion got clawed back, clawed back, clawed Which back. Which is a it good sign. Two at one point, um, but then Lake Orion just hung around. If it's five to two, and they came back and seven five them. Yeah. That says something about the Dragons. They get, they have got some, uh, they got some metal. About Joel Whitier's team. Yep, the whole. I mean, they're they're always a tough team, and mm-hmm. they're always aggressive on the base paths. I mean, like extremely. You know aggressive. about Tessa News, who just broke the state record in steals. Oh, she did. Yes. good for her. But that that's the that is the system over at Lake Orion, right? Aggressive on the base paths, and it pays dividends. If you don't have a strong catcher behind the plate, Lake Orion will abuse you on the base pass. And I think when you look at with Clarkson's side of things, they're going to say, well, that second game was exactly what Clarkson was, a 10-1 yes. game, but come on. Lake Orion was basically well spent. So you yep. might as well give the Dragons a pass in that second game because they spent all that energy and emotion that first game. Yeah. You know, that second game, it kind of just like fizzled out. I And it's one-game elimination, correct? In correct. the districts, right? So it's a one-and-done. So... I don't know. Uh, pressure. The one thing, ha- getting the win, just one, for Lake Orion, it's got to give them a boost of confidence, knowing that, yes, we can beat these guys. They're not unbeatable. Um, and like you said, I, I, I don't even – knowing that team, I, I don't know if they would be disappointed in the second loss, like you said. I mean, yeah, it you would love – It was the first loss of the year. Uh, first loss of the year, but you also handled – the number one team in the You beat state, the number one ranked team in the right? state. Right, just a second ago. So you're right. On it's the road. On Exactly. So that has something. You got to give that something. Maybe Lake Orion has a shot here. I mean, obviously they have a shot. I shouldn't say maybe. They have a shot here. They absolutely have a shot. But I, it's too close to call. I can't I, I can't believe you asked me that. <laughs> I think it's a good question to it ask is, you. It is a good question, but I don't know if I can pick. It's a really good question. Are they more evenly matched than we thought? I think these two teams are. What were the, are what even, was the error situation? I mean, there's so much nuance that you have to. I pick think these apart two teams game. are evenly matched. I really do think that. Now, people are gonna say, "Well, Clarkson may be better because of the experience." It doesn't matter because when you look at them, um, because, and I watch, I watch a little bit of state chance. I watch how lovey happy Lori planets with Clarkson. <laughs> um, well, when I you're ranked number one, you're gonna get the love, right? You know what? State rankings to me don't matter. Yeah. It should not matter at this time of – it I, shouldn't matter. I know they don't matter to you, but they matter to a couple – you know, lots of other people. They do. Especially the commercial media. 
It's e- it's an easy story to write. It is an easy story to write, but you just got to look at okay. Where's uh where are the dragons ranked? Dragons Top right five? now. They weren't even ranked in the state. Seriously, at undefeated? They were an honorable mention. Now they should be ranked in the state. This they should go to week. top 10 minimum. Minimum, maybe top five. But rankings don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, that, but you're right. That, that alone tells you that the rankings don't matter. Right. Because we, week in, week out, we see what happens here in Lake Orion. They're a good team. And the, tra- the pitcher that uh, they have, their number one ace. Yeah, Sarah Conley. Nice addition to this team. Mm-hmm. And she was very instrumental in that game. Heck but yeah. More, but I think it was more Peyton Shaddai was very instrumental, especially in that two run shot and then that two and that three run triple to give him the lead. Yeah. I mean, individuals doing amazing things, you know, and to win a game, but seeing like all that's not a fluke, the two run shot. I'm telling you right now. You know, now, they can hit. The Dragons can hit the ball. They can hit the ball. And they've been putting numbers up on everybody all season long. That's true. So it's not a fluke that they tagged Clarkson for seven, yeah, and and the way they and the way they did it, yeah, at Clarkson, yes, at Clarkson. It doesn't matter the venue; they're going to hit the ball. Right now, I think both these teams are likely going to share the red title this year. Um, but looking at the district, it wouldn't surprise me these two teams playing the district final. Yeah. Okay, now let's go from <laughs> let's go from softball wow. to um. Track and field. Um, what? So we had the league meets this week. Yeah, man. Um, big injury news out of Lake Orion. You we're talking about the injury to Melissa Simons could be a well, I, her, could really hurt if she's not there on Friday. Yes. So you talk about uh, your quarterback. What happens when your quarterback goes down, or your star running back, or your point guard? Mm-hmm. Right. Melissa Simons for the Lake Orion track women's team is the defending state title holder in the 300-meter hurdles, uh, was on her way to working to defend it, uh, solid in the 100-meter hurdles, solid in anything she runs from sprints to the 400-meter, you name it. It's just a phenomenal track athlete. Now, at the OAA Red Championships. Uh, red and white. The red and white, yep, because they, they did change format, so thank you for catching that. Um, she came, it was a very tight race in the 300 meter hurdles, uh, against Troy's, uh, was it Fulcher? Yeah. And it was a great race, a great battle. And I believe Fulcher nipped Simons just at the end, but Simons came down injured. And it turns out that she tweaked her back in some way and she didn't, uh, finish practicing the rest of the week, which out of precaution, you'd, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. We don't know. Her condition, but it didn't look good, and um, you know she was in some pain. And I don't want to speculate, but uh, if let's say Simons is out for the rest of the season or can't bounce back, this hurts like Orange. It's a huge blow, especially when you hear. You know, I was at the the red and white uh, championship, uh, OA red and white championship meet, and hearing the comments from the people, and the, the spectators, and from the spectators in the stands for different schools that haven't seen like Orion especially on the white side, the red knows what they're getting into. Right. But also the coaches from the white side looking at the red going, I heard it from a couple just saying Lake Orion women have a chance to really potentially, when they're running at their peak, challenge for the D1 state title and track. 
Because what have we seen? We've seen it before. You get uh, Oak Park did it with five girls, but not uh, what three years ago. Yep. Uh, five girls took down the rest of the field, and Lake Orion is kind of built that way. They've got Maddie Eaton, Melissa Simons, Sophie Novak, right? Plus you got uh, Josie Arnold in the uh, 800 meters. Uh, plus you got a stack relaying the four by one, four by four. They all are interchangeable, and the supporting uh, runners could be the top runners for other teams around the OAA, but they're they're the relays and you know that sort of thing. So yes, having Simon's out, there goes your top relays in the in the four by one, the four by four, potentially the four by two. So what does uh, Coach Hudson at Lake Orion do? What you you cannot replace Melissa Simon's. It would be really difficult. I mean, if but if she is there, if she's there, if she's and there, she's a hundred percent, she's a hundred percent. Then they have a really good chance. They got a really good chance. Correct. And they should be the favorite going into the regionals this Friday. They they are. And but it's going to make everything a little more difficult if she's not around. So, yeah, it's crazy news. And then, of course, the um, and of course, we're not saying she's out. We're not saying that. We just came up with an injury and back injuries. Those are tough to bounce back from because. Sometimes you wake up the next morning, you're good to go. You get an adjustment, you get a rollout, you're okay. And then it's not like day, a hammy or, you know, pull a hamstring. That could be a lingering. Back, and then the next day you're back hurt too. You, you, you never know when it could return, mm-hmm. right? So we're hoping that uh, you, you don't want to see anybody get injured. And top teams with uh, top talent, you want to see them go against each other, like mm-hmm. Oak Park. And you you, you want to see those two go, against, go head-to-head. But – when you look at the regional, this yeah. is your one shot to get into yeah. the state final. Yeah, yes. And first, if you're first or second, you're automatically in. Right. Unless you run the qualifying time. Right. So the good thing is it's looking like weather for Friday is going it's to be okay. Nice. Be okay. Right. Rain in the morning, then it dries up. I think uh, the field events start about two. Yep. And uh, the running, uh, the national anthem gets off at 5.55. And the first uh, championship, well, second championship race goes at 6. Yep. If you're a 4 by 800 relay fan like I am, that goes off at 4 p.m. Uh, on TV cameras will be here at Region 9 at Lake Orion. And I hope there are other cameras at some of the other regions around uh, our area. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be carrying that thing live. Of course, you and me are going to be co Yeah, we'll yeah, be there. Uh, it's probably going to be, what? Five hours of live yeah, TV. Yeah, five hours, yeah. <laughs> that, that, you know, as, as well of run meets those are, they take forever, it seems, even though the championship heats have already been done. But right. sometimes they do multiple heats. And, That's true. You know, of the, I'm hoping that we get enough where it's one 3,200-meter race, one 1,600, which usually is the case. Mm-hmm. And I so, think that's what's going to happen here. Just good weather, just hoping for good weather for all the regionals. Um, speaking yeah, of crazy. the regionals, um, I did. Oh, do, did we? Uh, we didn't announce the who won. The red, the yeah. blue gold was won by Oak Park both boys and girls. The by red and white dominating. was won. The red and white was won both by Lake Orion. Yes, boys was really close. Got to give Stony Creek a lot of credit. Nine points, I think it was within mm-hmm. nine. Um, surprise, Lake Orion men won. Yeah, really. I, I don't think that coming into this season they're like, yeah, we're going to take uh, the dual meet. Uh, crown and I was very surprised take the championship. I didn't expect Lake Orion to do and, what they did. And they did it quietly. It's like, you know, obviously they got, uh, you know, 
Andrew Nolan, top distance runner, one of the top milers in the state and 3,200 meter runners. But the, it talk about a team effort from throws to jumps to everything. Everything aligned just right. And it was close coming down to the 400 meters, or 400, four by four. I think it was settled by then. It all depended on where Lake Orion finished as opposed to where Stoney was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what a, what a finish. That was close. Yeah. And, and Oak Park. Park. They blew the doors yeah. off everybody. Going one, I thought two. Home, I thought Seahome would have gave him prompts. On the men or women? Women's side. Well. They did. Well, they, they made a play. I mean, made a play. Sc- here's the team scores. It was 134 and a half to 101. 101 would win right. anybody else. But it tells you how low the bottom half of that. Right. The that bottom side half is was terrible. On the women's side, and Oak Park just cleaned house. I mean, they were pulling in one twos in the 200 meters, 400 meters. You know, I mean, just ridiculous. And then the girls' side. That was the girls' side. And then the boys' side. <laughs> boys' side was 126 to 99 with Farmington. Boy, did we miss that. We missed Southfield big I, time. Southfield, there are times, if you're going in looking at regionals, they had guys right there. You go, seems like they were competing, unless they had an off night. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Shuffled them up a bit. I don't know. I don't know either. But they, they fell off the map. They were 15th or uh, 12th. Excuse me. They were bottom. They were ranked 12th. Horrendous. 15.5 points total scored. That's that was a surprise. That's bad. That was a surprise. That's bad. Farmington, we know about their throwers. We know about Jordan Turner. Yep. Um, girls yep. side of things with Val Pallet there. Yep. And Farmington uh, girls were third at seventy four and a half. Uh, Clark right. uh, on the red side. Clarkston was runner up to the the ladies. Uh, on the ladies side. But yeah, that was a lot of fast times. A lot of it's it's amazing, Sam. You know, we talk about OA red football basketball, how dominating it is. But when you get into the track and you go, oh, that person, more that person has the top five. Uh, you know, the, all the top runners across the board in the OAA, not just the red, but across the board, they are ranked uh, across the state in the upper echelons. I mean, there's a lot of balance. They are tough. tough there's tough, a tough. lot of balance. Yep. All right, now let's preview the regionals. Um, let's go okay, to me, the okay. Um, we got at least um four regionals. We got a we got a preview. Um, besides the one at Lake Orion, um, let's go to division two first. Um, this one's going to take place. There's two we got to cover. It's at Madison Heights Lampier first. This is region 15 Pontiac Hazel Parker in here. You got Pontiac Gordon prep, Orchard Lake, St. Mary's Detroit country day, Detroit Osborne, Harper Woods, Harper Woods, Chandler Park Academy, Macomb Luther North, Cranbrook Kingswood, Lampier, St. Clair Shore, South Lake. Warren Regina, Warren Woods Tower, and Lauren Lincoln. I did do some analytics on yes. I, on athletic.net. Okay. And this is going to set up probably to be a two-team regional boys' side between Detroit Country Day and Orchard Lake St. Mary's. And I picked Country Day to win this regional okay. because of their because they can match up Orchard Lake St. Mary's in the sprints. They match them up in the relays. Um, if it comes down to distance, I got to take Detroit Country Day over Lake St. Mary's. So give me the Yellow Jackets in okay. that one. On the girls' side, um, I think it's going to be a close meet between um, Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy, Detroit Country Day, Pontiac Gordon Prep, and Birmingham Marion. I think it's a four-team race there. Um, I think at the end of the day, I think too much balance for um, Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy, and I think they're going to take that Region 15 in the girls' side. Um, region 14, this will be at Dearborn Divine Child. Um, 
Burn down Harrison are in here. You got Detroit, Cornerstone, Health and Technology, Detroit Cesar Chavez, Detroit CMA, Detroit Cody, Detroit Frederick Douglass Academy, Detroit International Academy, Detroit Mumford, Old Red, Detroit Old Redford, Detroit University Prep, Detroit Whiteside, Livonia Clarenceville, Redford Union, River Rouge, Dearborn Devon Child, Dearborn Annapolis, and Dearborn Henry Ford Academy. Mm. Um I don't see anybody touching Dearborn, Divine Child, and both boys nor girls. This is going to be a blowout. Um, I think in the boys, Harrison could threaten Ferndale maybe, but no one's touching Dearborn, Divine Child. If you look at the stats on athletic.net, they are loaded everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be a nightmare. And I think it's going to be really, it's going to be a happy set party on Dearborn, Divine Child's home track. It's oh. going to be a blowout. Um, region nine, we'll talk in a minute here. Let's go to region 10 at Warren Mott. Um, this is where Troy, Troy Athens are at. This is basically all Macomb County regional with Chippewa Valley, Frazier, Lance Cruz, Macomb, Dakota, um, Lance Cruz, North, New Baltimore, Anchorman, Port Huron, Port Huron, Northern Warren, Mott, Utica, Eisenhower, Utica, Sterling Heights, Stevenson, Sterling Heights, Utica, Ford. Um, Warren Mott. Warren Mott. On the guy's side. Yes. A lot of top times. <laughs> I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be a player. I, I, Dakota between Dakota and Mod. I think that's gonna be a tight race. Watch out for Chippewa Valley. Yes, I think they're, they're gonna sneaky be, fast. They're sneaky fast. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if the Big Reds win that regional. Yeah, it would not surprise me. They're that type of team that could place multiple people. Mm-hmm. in certain events, right? So far, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the 100 meters. They've got two of the top three seed times going into the 800 meters. Man. I go, and we've, we saw that here in the um, the OA, or the uh, region, uh, region 9 where you got uh, teams that are stacking runners and you go one, three, seven, or whatever. I mean, that's a ton of points on a regional mm-hmm. format. So, yeah, if you can do that, you're on your way. Um, I, I like Chippewa Valley knock off Macomb, Dakota, and Warren Mott oh, in yeah? that one. Um, I think Troy will score a little bit, but not to the extent. But let's go to the girls' side. I think this is where the OA will win a regional. I like Troy, even though Troy's got to deal with Chippewa Valley, Macomb, Dakota. Um, Chippewa Valley behind the sprints? Beyond the sprints? Yeah. What do they got? Nothing. Macomb, Dakota's the team I think Troy should worry about. You know, yeah. You like you like Chip Chippewa Valley or I Troy? Do you did, like Troy? Do you like Chippewa Valley? You like sneaky. Macomb, Dakota? You like Macomb, Dakota? <laughs> do you like Troy? Uh, uh, Troy's got a little bit more balance. I know, and we've we've seen it, but Troy, like we said, Troy in the distance for the women, it's just enough. I mean, I'm looking at the 1600 meters; they got four in the top ten. Yes, if you place four in the top ten. That's a ton of points. Yeah. Plus, you got uh, Lauren Fulcher, the the, uh, the senior hurdler. hurdler, who is more than just a hurdler. She's right. like a Melissa Simons clone for Lake Orion. I mean, they are virtually identical. Speed, talent, and can be an X factor. Oh, yeah. They got a throwing threat, Troy does. Yes. They got a throwing threat? I mean, Troy could go one, two in all the hurdles. Yeah. The throwing relays, though, are a bit... I mean, they could place, they could score points, but that's going to be a tight one. Now I'm looking at it, I don't know. 
between <laughs> you got Macomb, Dakota, and Troy. Yeah. Who do you got in that one? Oh, I'm dog. going Troy. Really? Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah, I'll, I'll be a homie. I'll go Troy. You go Troy. I've seen him in action. Even so though I'm Macomb, Dakota. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll go Troy. Too. I'm gonna go there too. <laughs> um, I think in that one, that's gonna be that'll be really interesting. That's gonna be a fun one to watch. Um, let's go to Region Seven. It's at Farmington. Um, in it, you got a ton of OA representation there. You got Berkeley Grove, Seahome, Farmington, Oak Park, North Farmington, Southfield A&T, West Bloomfield, Royal Oak. Then you have Birmingham Brother Rice, Detroit Renaissance, UD Jesuit, Farmington North Mercy, Livonia Stevenson, Redford Thurston. Ooh. Um. Yeah, and looking at the guys, I mean, the current seedings, and those could be skewed because some people had fast times early in the season. Right. It's mixed. There's people all over the place. So that when I call this wide open, I don't know. Oak Park is always. Oh, I mean, we're right. We're in uh, region, region ten. Seven. Right? Region, region seven. Region seven. Okay. So yeah, Oak Park's in there, correct? Yes. Yeah. So Oak Park, until on the guys' side, um, I think it's Oak Park's. Do you but think Farmington could threaten? I, I think they could in certain events, but overall, I don't think so. I think Farmington, Birmingham, Brother Rice, Royal Oak, and Grove should, will threaten in this one. Okay. I really think they will. But you don't think even such Oak Park? Well, they got multiple guys and multiple things. Well, Farmington, I mean, so do they. These are so hard to call because we're just looking at numbers, and we know numbers don't tell the story. No. So I think it's going to be an interesting. Uh, I think it's, it's going to be come a lot of down fun. Oak Park and Oak Park Brother Ice Martin. It could be a yes. three. I'll, I'll give you that one. Yeah. And then the, let's go on the girls' side. Uh, do uh, you think Sea Homes touching Oak Park? No. Okay. If you can't teach them in, touch them in the league meet, and it's diluted, here you got the best of the best coming into your region, supposedly, right? Yeah. No. It, Very well. You know, no. Their their no. depth is too great. Top seeded. Top seeded four in the 400 meters. Top seeded in three of the four events I saw. Four, five events, six, one, two, three in the 300 meter hurdle seeding. Yeah, no. Okay. It's gonna be. It'll be dominant. a night rally. It's gonna be a. I'm not gonna call it a blowout, but I'm gonna call it a. They're walking in. And then let's go to um Region Nine. Of course, this is the one at Lake Orion. Of course, it's be covered on Orion Neighborhood Television. Yes. Um. Here are the teams that are going to be in this region. Avondale, Bloopy Hills, Clarkston, Lake Orion, Oxford, Stony Creek, Adams, Rochester, Davison, Grand Blanc, Holly, Lapeer, Romeo, Waterford Kettering, Waterford Mile. Let's go girls first. I think that's the girls first. Let's go girls first. If uh, Melissa Simons runs for Lake Orion, I think it's theirs to lose. If Melissa Simons doesn't, who do you think? Clark. You got to give Grand Blanc. Grand Blanc is tough. They were last year. It was a tight. Mm-hmm. I don't say it was tight, but they were, I believe, the runner-up last year. I'd go with Grand Blank. But if Melissa, it all comes down to Melissa Simons. I think so, unless these girls can run what they, you know, the the supporting cast. The hard part is filling in those relays. I mean, she's a part of, th- could be part of three relays, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the four by four is fast. The four by one is one of the fastest, if not the top seed. Let me check it. Four by one. Like Orion is the top seed by a second over mm-hmm. Davidson going into this one. And if Simons is in it, they could find um I mean that's even running a freshman as leadoff. Uh a very capable freshman in Tish. But it's it's one of those things where 
with Simons in there, they're touching times that are placing at D one stage. I think if Dave, I think Dave Hudson's got to treat this coach Dave Hudson's got to treat this very cautiously with Melissa Simons. I think that if Simons can go, then I think that's a huge boost. Yes, but if she doesn't, then I think this team's in some trouble a little bit. Yes, uh, yes, because. I mean, we we saw. I mean, last year's regional, she was undefeated. Every event she was in, she won. From the relays to the individuals, how often do you see that? But she's had some. She's had some time to rest, which has been huge. Yes. So yeah, it's this is up. If Simon's runs, Lady, I think Lady Dragons. Take I think it. for I think the key for her is to rest that back because well, if she rests that back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If she rests that back. I think this team's fine. Um, and then we'll let's see. go with the boys. Boys. Graham, Graham Blank does not look as mighty as I first thought when I look uh, at the stats. Yeah, not like uh, not the power that they were a year ago, right? So Maybe a team like Lake Orion could go get them. I, I don't know. I, there's a lot of balance on the guy's side this year. Grand Blank is one of those tough teams. Romeo. Romeo. They're throwing a lot of quality out there. Lake Orion for sure. Lake Orion. But again, Clarkston, depending on how they, they you know, play it out, uh, Lake Orion has a chance to score in a variety of things. I mean, they have Tom Mormon, mm-hmm. top time in the 100 meters, uh, 110, and the 300 meter hurdle. So, but they also have him running the 4x4. Four four. We'll see what happens, you know. But those could be two victories right there out of the gate because. He's the leader by far um, in the hurdle events. But, again, it comes down to relays. Uh, and can, can the throwers, can the jumpers? I think they got a long jumper that could make some noise. Amara Abdurahim. Yes. And the pole vault. Uh, they got a they couple, count pole vault. They do. So they got a couple guys in there that can make some noise. And uh, throws, what will happen? Do they? Can they get? It comes down to Sebastian Marcoux and Jesus Cruz. Those two got to throw well. Not only well, but you just gotta be able to score a point. It's like if you're in the event, you gotta get something. Right? But if um the key Grand Blank's got the top thrower, but I'm a little it'd be very interesting to see how his mechanics are. All right. So we're we're running on fumes on time mm-hmm. here there, Sam. But um I got like I got I got Grand Blank and the boys and I and I got Lake Orion. Lake Orion. Okay. All right. All right, now my final thoughts of the week here. We'll see what happens. Wish everybody best of luck this week. Yeah, a lot of good stuff coming on. Get out there, watch those regional track meets. Uh-huh. All right, now, everybody, I'm signing off here. Um, take care, buddy. See you all next week. I'm Sammy Tamina. See you all next week. See you, Sam. Point Now is produced by Sammy, Ter- Sammy Terramina. The views on this show are his and his alone. If you like making your own podcast, give Owen TV a call at 248-393-1060. Tune into Orion Neighborhood Television for all your OA games around North Oakland County. Spring season's still underway. Games are still coming. Tune in. ONTV.org. That's it for this edition of OA Now. We'll see you next week. See ya.